We are back, Shane Fox, and with you it is a Sunday afternoon, uh, about 24 minutes uh, before the top of the hour with you until 3 o'clock. Uh, our thanks to uh, Steve Stebbing uh, for joining us, talking all things Batman versus Superman. The movie opens, of course, on Thursday. Now we want to turn our attention uh, south of the border. Uh, big news this week as uh, Hulk Hogan uh, wins his lawsuit against uh, the Gawker website, gets awarded $115 million. Uh, what does it all mean uh, as far as uh, that lawsuit goes and Moving forward, uh, we're lucky to have on the line uh, Mari Fagel, uh, lawyer and legal commentator uh, from Los Angeles. Uh, Mari, thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, so let me ask you first, uh, were you surprised when you, when you heard uh, the decision and it was $115 million and they ruled in favor of, uh, of Hulk Hogan? I wasn't necessarily dis- surprised by the decision, but definitely the amount, because Hulk Hogan asked for $100 million. So they awarded even $15 million above what he even asked for. So why? And, and again, that they still I, I understand that the jury still has to return to talk about punitive damages, so the number could be even higher. It can get even higher, because you're right. They're going to go back this coming week and talk about punitive damages, which is um, serving to punish Gawker and to try to deter this behavior in the future. So for those that don't know, the argument was that, that uh, and you can fill us in here, Hulk Hogan sued Gawker uh, for publishing a, a sex tape that he was uh, appeared on. Yes. Uh, the basis of his suit was invasion of privacy, um, that, you know, Hulk Hogan argued that he didn't even know that the sex tape was being filmed, let alone that it was leaked to the media. And then Gawker published about a minute, 40-second clip from the sex tape for all the world to see. So saying that, and Gawker's defense was it was newsworthy, I'm imagining, whatever that means. Yes, Gawker's defense was that they were protected by the First Amendment because it was newsworthy. And they argued that this sex tape was newsworthy because Hulk Hogan is such a public figure and kind of made his sex life uh, part of his image that showing this tape somehow became newsworthy. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to get your head around because, again, you know, newsworthy does have a lot of gray area, doesn't it? It definitely does, um, but I think that Gawker's editors and the founder did no favor to themselves in the testimony that they gave during the trial, because at one point, a deposition video was shown where Hulk Hogan's attorneys asked, okay, at what point is a sex tape no longer newsworthy in your mind? At what point would you not publish a sex tape? And his answer was literally, if it was involving a four-year-old or under, then I wouldn't publish it, but five-year-old? A-OK with me. Uh, you, know, you know what? It almost gives you a sense. We're talking with Mar- Mari Fagel, a lawyer and legal commentator uh, from Los Angeles. It, it almost gives you the sense of just uh, they would publish anything, these guys. Yeah, and what's interesting is this was in Florida State Court, and Hulk Hogan's attorneys kept emphasizing the fact that Gawker is this Fifth Avenue company based in New York City, and in their closing arguments, they literally said that the Gawker editors were playing God. They were sitting behind a computer in their Fifth Avenue office playing God and ruining people's lives. Well, what, what makes this really interesting is because there is, you know, a proliferation of what some people would say an invasion of privacy or not, depending on, uh, I guess, how, how you look at it. Does this lawsuit change anything uh, going forward? I'll tell you what, Amari, we've got to take a, a quick break. If you could just hold on for a minute, uh, we'll, uh, we'll ask you about that. And what does it all mean going forward with so many different, uh, you know, websites and the Internet? There's, there seems to be tapes uh, be, being made public on a daily basis. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll come right back and talk more with Mari Fagel, lawyer and legal commentator from Los Angeles, California.
We are back. Shane Fox and with you, uh, 142 on a Sunday afternoon. We're continuing our conversation with uh, Mari Fagel, a, a lawyer and legal commentator from Los Angeles, talking about the uh, Hulk Hogan uh, Gawker lawsuit. Uh, Hogan uh, awarded $115 million uh, a few days ago. Uh, Mari, thanks for hanging on. Um, l- let me ask you this. So, what does this mean going forward outside of the, the Hogan case about whether it's news media, websites, publishing, all kinds of stuff that they get their hands on? I think that websites will be much more careful when they get these videos leaked to them. First off, uh, a big deal was made in the whole Hogan case that Gawker never even had the quote-unquote common courtesy to reach out to Hulk Hogan before publishing the video and even getting comments from him. So I think that's a first step that websites should take. And then second of all, just because Gawker didn't have ads on the video playing, that doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't making money. And the interesting thing that Hulk Hogan's um, lawyers argued was that their economic damages was this calculation that 7 million people viewed this Gawker sex tape and that people would be willing to pay four ninety five to watch a sex tape. So they multiplied that amount, and that got them to $50 million already. Uh, I just, uh, as you said, it's mind-boggling that he asked for a hundred, got a hundred and fifteen, and could get more. What are the odds that he actually ever sees any of this money? Is this the end of Gawker? It could be the end of Gawker because Gawker is vowed to appeal the case because they argue a lot. Uh, of evidence was not seen by the jury. But the problem is, in order to even appeal the case, under Florida law, Gawker has to post a bond of $50 million just to even get it reviewed on an appellate level and have the judgment stayed so they don't have to pay the $115 million amount. What are the and Yeah, and I've been reading about that, and that's it kind of doesn't give you the sense that Gawker would have that much cash lying around. You know, I'm sure they had some sort of insurance, but I'm sure... Gawker is trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, And the most interesting thing to me was here, they originally, Hulk Hogan filed a case in federal court because it was a New York company versus a Florida resident, Hulk Hogan himself. And the federal court said that Gawker was protected by the First Amendment, but then they dismissed the federal case, added Gawker to their state case, and, and it ended up in state court, and that made all the difference in this case. Um, can we expect more uh, celebrities or people in the public eye to see what happened here and go, you know what, there's an opportunity for us to, uh, I guess, it's already too late because it's obviously out there already. You can't, uh, you know, put the horses back in the barn, as they say. But I guess to get some sort of revenge and, and, and some sort of sense of it wasn't right. Should, are we going to see more of these suits, do you think, because of what happened? I mean, in just a month, Aaron Andrews got a $55 million verdict, and Hulk Hogan got a $115 million verdict. And so these celebrities may feel that they have a right to this money after their privacy is completely invaded. Just because we're in the 21st century, just because we're in an age of so much technology and TMZ and tabloid, doesn't mean that they don't have a right to damages. I guess it really becomes the definition of, you know, you always hear, uh, you know, people who say, no, he doesn't have a case because he's living in the public eye. His life is is fair game. It's hard to know where that line is, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that Gawker is hoping once this case is reviewed on appeal, there will come out of it some favorable case law for media companies in the 21st century. But that might not be the case. No. And as you mentioned, there's going to be an appeal. So we haven't heard the end of this. We definitely have not heard the end of it, and Hulk Hogan is going to have to wait a while to see that money. I would think so. Amari, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, Mari Fagel, uh, lawyer and legal commentator from uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, she was on a couple of weeks ago. Remember when they had the uh, they found the knife? Uh, and I don't even want to say they found the knife. The retired police officer who was given the knife 15 years ago from OJ's property. Uh, that's when we uh, first met Mari. We loved the way she broke down that story for us. And this fit perfectly uh, in her wheelhouse again as she follows these stories. Again, a lawyer and legal commentator. Uh, in uh, Los Angeles, California. Now, uh, as we mentioned, I want, I want to see if I have time to uh, to get to this. You know, so much has been made, of course, uh, Lindsey Graham last week throwing his support surprisingly behind Ted Cruz, and we're going to let you hear from, uh, some of that coming up uh, a little bit later, maybe in our next segment. But since then, of course, the run for endorsements, uh, that's what it's all about right now. Everyone wants uh, someone to stand up beside them and go, you know what, this is my guy. And whether it's a celebrity, whether it's another politician, uh, whether it's a musician, whatever it may be, uh, the, the candidates that are left standing are all looking for endorsements. And Donald Trump got a big one today, uh, courtesy, again, of uh, Chachi Arcola. It's very simple because uh, when he speaks, I understand him. He speaks like I speak. He, he communicates with, with people very well. Um, I want him, as any one person can do, is to go into Washington and blow it up. I'm fed up. I'm done with them. I'm done with the Republicans. They've lied and conned and BSed me uh, for a very long time. And I, and I, and I, I don't even consider myself a Republican anymore. I'm, I'm a conservative independent. Um, and lastly, listen, they're going to attack whomever uh, the Republican nominee is. And we need somebody to relentlessly, relentlessly attack Hillary. And that's the only way we're going to win, because just getting above the fray and not getting in the dirt and these we're better than that doesn't work anymore. And yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, I'm, I'm, I try to be a classy guy and a good guy. But to win elections nowadays, the, the Democrats and the liberals attack viciously. Uh, I'm a classy guy, usually. I, but we all know. Look, it, does it come as a shock that he's supporting Donald Trump? We all know who Trump loves. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. Of course he does. He always loves the poorly educated. And remember, he's, he's up on everything as well. It's not like Trump doesn't know what's going on. Uh, where does he get his information for the most part? I think we all know. I don't know. What do I know about it? All I know is what's on the Internet. That's all I know. All I know is what's on the Internet. I love the Chachi kid. Uh, he was dynamite in Happy Days. Uh, I thought he was the best part of that show. He was a great actor. I think we found out how great he was by his performance in Charles in Charge. Just fantastic. Uh, who else could have played a nanny to kids like that? He was dynamite. Uh, and uh, I'm not really sure what he's up to now, but I just think that Chachi kid is fantastic. He's great. Uh, he's going to help me make America great again. Uh, there's no way, there's no ands, ifs, or buts. I don't know. What do I know about it? All I know is what's on the Internet. That's all I know. Uh, let's take a, uh, a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll hear a little from uh, Lindsey Graham, who a couple of weeks ago we played you the tape of him saying that if Ted Cruz was shot, and murdered on the floor of the Senate, and the trial was held in the Senate, no one would be convicted. Well, now he's decided that Ted Cruz might be the best man to be president. Uh, we'll hear from Lindsey Graham and a few others when we come back. You're listening to CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.